We've got this. Hey, oh, hey, oh, hey, oh, hey, oh. Hey, oh, hey, oh, hey, oh. We've got this. Hey, oh, hey, oh, hey, oh, hey, oh, hey, oh. We've got this. Find an away. Welcome, everybody, to the Cervical Wellness Podcast. Episode number one. Wow. It has been a long time coming, friends. Oh my goodness. I have envisioned having a podcast for the Cervical Wellness brand for about three or so years, like a year before COVID. And then, you know, things happened and life happened and new ideas came through and changes happened and, you know, all the things. And I'm finally seated here at my desk in front of my microphone recording this first episode. And if you are listening, thank you so much for being here. I am doing this for you on behalf of all of us to spread the voice and the message of what cervical wellness means for the women of the world. And it is my hope and my intention that through this podcast that we have conversations that need to be had, that we speak about things that need to be spoken about, and that together we can co-create this new way of pelvic embodiment, of being in a female body and standing up for ourselves in the gynecologist's office, in the world, in our culture, for our female body. And all the other things too that I talk about in cervical wellness, but that is really the main one, is this podcast is going to be a place to expand upon the dialogues that are already being had on Instagram, in my consultations, in my one-on-one coaching programs, and in my courses. I really want to bring what has been shared with me over the years to you. Because friends, let me tell you, I have been astounded, like jaw drop, astounded by the revelations, the noticings, the interconnection of all these different facets of our life that play into what I call the cervical healing journey. And, you know, the the brand and, and the business that is cervical wellness has really been this evolutionary experience where, you know, I came to the online sphere teaching about something very specific, you know, how I healed myself of seven years of abnormal pap smears, and I really wanted to share that with other women. But over the last five and a half, almost six years, there have been so many new revelations, new um, subjects that have come into play when it comes to the cervical healing journey and what cervical wellness is. I've spoken to thousands of women from around the world in all walks of life, and they've shared their stories with me. And I have just begun to see very specific threads of life experience, of mindsets, of like 
inner world experiences, like how we feel within our body that I have really only been privy to. And, you know, I share as much as I can on my newsletter and, and on Instagram, but I want to share more. And I thought, well, the best way for people to hear is to hear my voice, right? And so let's start a podcast. So episode one, Cervical Wellness Podcast, it's happening. So today for this inaugural podcast, I really want to speak to you about what is the cervical healing journey? And what do I mean by this thing called the cervical healing journey, because I know we've heard this phrase healing journey quite often over the years, especially if you're in like the self-help wellness health sphere, uh, healing journey is pretty prevalent as a phrase. Um, but here I am saying cervical healing journey and like, what does that actually mean? Does it just mean like, oh, like, we're healing the cervix and it's the journey I go on to, to, uh, to heal the cervix. Well, that's it. Like, you know, in a very like two dimensional way, what I wanted to speak to you about is actually the beautiful nuance of the cervical healing journey. What I see as a cervical healing journey and, some of my favorite metaphors that I like to utilize when working with clients to explain what the cervical healing journey is and how to start to think about it as we take steps in our life and, and do the things we need to do and, and listen to what our deep pelvis is speaking to us through these diagnoses, um, what that entails and how this, what I say is unfolds as a journey within our life. And that it is not actually separate from our daily life, but it is actually a part of it and deeply involved within every single thing we do, within every single thing we think and every single way that we behave. And that the cervical healing journey is really what becomes our life when we say yes to our cervix. And I'm going to speak to more about what that what I mean about that. So what is a cervical healing journey? In essence, friends, a cervical healing journey is the inner transformation that naturally occurs when we as women make the empowered decision to say yes to learning about and integrating what cervix guides us in the realms of teachings, practices, and lifestyle changes into our life. And so when I say what cervix guides us, what I'm saying is, is what is the deep intelligence of our body informing us that needs to take place within our life in order for vitality and uh, wellness as an overall sense to be established within our daily existence. So this inner transformation undoubtedly begins to reflect in your everyday life. And 
the the transformation can impact your relationships, your life path, like your career or what you're doing with your life, with your vital life force and your belief system in a way that benefits and supports your relationship and experience with your cervix. Or you might have heard me say this already, but another way, another phrase I use to characterize cervix is the deep pelvis. So in the cervical healing journey, while we are on a day-to-day basis, bringing our conscious awareness and presence to our deep pelvis, and we listen to the messages that are coming from this place, because our body is always speaking to us. And the voice of our body is actually much more quiet and subtle than, say, the voice of our mind, the ego, which is very loud and chatty. But the voice of our body, when we really sink into and soften around what our body is revealing to us in a moment-by-moment experience, as well as through symptoms that are then given a diagnosis, we are given clues as to what we need to do and what we need to change and what we need to integrate from the past into our life in the now. And when I say integrate from the past, I mean like what sort of life experiences are still activated within the nervous system. And, you know, another word for that could be trauma, but I feel like uh, nowadays the word trauma is used so uh, like willy-nilly and what I am wanting to speak to is really just like past experiences that we haven't integrated into our nervous system and into our body. So the cervical in the cervical healing journey, I like to say that there is an experience of a quote unfolding that occurs as we choose to actively bring our mind and awareness to this place in our body, to the cervix. And what I mean by unfolding is that what I have observed in my clients And what I've been reflected to in the women who have gone on this journey themselves, perhaps not working with me, but I've had conversations with them, is that as we start to deepen our relationship with our cervix and deep pelvis, that there is a like a snowball effect that is initiated of shifting of our reality. Now, I have theories as to why this happens, and maybe I'll speak to that in a future podcast episode, but why I use the word unfolding is because there's actually no way to know where cervix is guiding us to in the future. All we know is what we need to do now in the present moment based upon the information we are receiving through real-time connection. And as we listen, and my favorite word, behoove this this information as we are engaging in real-time connection, 
and in a moment by moment experience, like listen to what that is guiding us towards, we actually over time can then begin to notice how things start to like fall into place in a way that we could have never planned out. And there's like an unfolding of the pathway before us that cervix has been calling us out to step onto. So my theories about cervical dysplasia or even, okay, my theory is about really any pelvic unwellness, I'll just say as an umbrella, is actually a, a, a cry out from our body that the life that we are leading currently and the way that we are or the way that we have been isn't working for us anymore. And something has to change. Things need to change. What needs to change is very conditional upon our individual lives, uh, our cultures, our socioeconomic experience, our uh, pasts. But these symptoms, and in cervical wellness, I focus on cervical dysplasia, but I have seen this true for a whole host of pelvic unwellness, such as polyps and cysts and fibroids and, um, you know, infertility or vulvodynia or, you know, these sorts of things that something needs to change. Maybe multiple things need to change. But instead of getting stuck on, oh my gosh, the long journey ahead, what do, oh my gosh, what do I have to do for the next six months, six you know, one year from now, what I encourage those who choose to step onto a cervical healing journey to do is to focus on the now moment of real-time presence within our deep pelvis and listen to the message that is being spoken to us here and now today. So that message can be, I need to eat more protein. Maybe you've been vegan or vegetarian for 20 years. Maybe your body's calling out for some animal protein and animal fats. Maybe it's, I have been burning myself out and I need to rest. I need to take like a two week vacation, even if it's unpaid and I'll figure it out. Maybe it's, wow, I need to get out of the city and spend a heck of a lot more time in nature. Maybe it's, wow, I just need to be kinder to myself right now because I'm really hard on myself and my my brain. And while those messages can be like, oh, well, like the vacation or getting out of the city or, oh, that's like such a big thing. What the cervical healing journey calls us into is to take actions, small actions that culminate, that like have a cumulative experience of actually taking us to where we need to go. So for example, if we're burnt out and we need a vacation, maybe the step today is um, I'm actually going to turn off my email for today and I'm going to go take a bath or I'm going to choose to not worry about work and I'm going to go spend some time with my child. 
knowing and trusting that over time as the unfolding occurs and you continue to lean into this knowing that you need time and space to rest and recoup that you will get to the point of the vacation and then from there the next message will come through on the cervical healing journey and this isn't woo woo friends i have witnessed women again from all over the world from all walks of life settle into connection with their cervix and deep pelvis and have very specific messages come through their body as to what needs to change right now. And the thing about the cervical healing journey and the unfolding nature of it is this first thing that you might be told that you need to change, that might not be like it, meaning there will be more. <laughs> and But you don't know what that next thing is, that more is, until you actually take the action and make the, this first change that you're being called into. And for many of us, that actually um, settles within the realm of like uh, diet and movement and very basic physical tending to our body, you know, making sure we're resting, sleeping, getting sunlight, you know, staying hydrated, these sorts of things, getting outside into fresh air, oftentimes the very first step of the cervical healing journey is like, am I feeding myself enough and well enough? Am I actually sweating within my body? Am I actually tending to my nervous system and resting? That's usually the first piece. But then what happens is once we take care of those initial things and our body's like, okay, you're listening to me. Okay. Oh, like cervix now can then reveal the deeper layers of what needs to be addressed on your cervical healing journey as it unfolds over time. And this, my friends, is where it is unique to you. <clears throat> so the thing about this, the cervical healing journey is um, most of us, have lived our whole life well into adulthood, never, ever, ever bringing our conscious awareness into our pelvis, let alone our deep pelvis, not just the womb, not just feeling the uterus. I love the womb. But what I call into call us into is to like settle even deeper. It's like going down to the bottom of the ocean within our body, the deepest place within our pelvis, and that is cervix. And cervix, this, this place within our body is ripe with information that only we can access as an individual. And, you know, it's, it's like when something has been frozen in ice for years, and then as the ice thaws, you know, through this conscious awareness, the true makeup and reality of that which has was frozen is revealed, meaning we don't really know what we're not connected to until we start connecting to it. And then it's just like, whoa, oh my goodness. 
where have I been my whole life? Why haven't I been here? And there's so much that is being revealed within me now that I am bringing my awareness here. And so it's through this revelation process that the cervical healing journey unfolds in a way that can never be predicted. You know, I have people come to me all the time and they're like, Danelle, like, how long is it going to take me to heal my cervix? I'm like, I don't know. I have absolutely no idea how long it's going to take you. (laughs) I can tell you how long it's taken other people. I can tell you how long it took me, but we are all different. Your body and your experience, your life, your past is completely unique from mine or from every other woman that I've worked with. So, you know, regardless of the length of time that the cervical healing journey takes you on, the truth is, is this, this journey always, I've seen it like, oh, it's always, I I can, I feel safe enough to say the word always takes the woman to a place of deeper self-love, self-acceptance and personal responsibility for their body and for their life. Friends, in the six years that I have been doing this, professionally. I've spoken to probably thousands of women at this point, like that's like a really big number. But I think it's been about that, like over a 1000. It's it's crazy how many people I've spoken to. And what I have found is with the people who I've spoken to and then worked with or checked back in with over time, I have never known anyone to be guided incorrectly by their cervix and body. Like I've never had anyone come to me like, Danelle, like I really regret deepening my relationship with my cervix and stepping onto a cervical healing journey. This was the worst thing that's ever happened to me. (laughs) You know, maybe there are people out there and they just don't tell me. And, you know, I'm open for that to be a reality, but I'm just speaking here and now that I have never once had someone tell me that they regretted saying yes to their cervix. So what does that, what does that mean? When I say saying yes to your cervix, what does that mean? Well, what I mean when I say that is that there's no, you no longer waffle or be one foot in, one foot out in regards to deepening the relationship with your body, that your relationship with your body and your deep pelvis and your cervix becomes one of the top priorities in your life. Like top three priorities. And saying yes to that means you prioritize it over other things and it's no longer a second what is it like it's no longer second best I mean if you're a mother I understand children need to take priority if you are a caregiver I understand that has that has priority but what about your body and your well-being and your relationship to this physical vessel that is taking you throughout your life 
And the saying yes to cervix is saying yes to making yourself a priority, is to making your connection, relationship, and process with your cervix an important part of your life, an everyday part, not just like a once in a blue moon, but every day thinking about cervix in some way. And I use the word cervix also just to characterize the entire pelvis because for me, in my mind, the way that I approach cervix is it's really like the epicenter of the female pelvis. You know, if you look at the anatomy of the female pelvis, the cervix, like the face of the cervix, is really in the direct center of the pelvis. I mean, you also have like the uterine body and and the tubes and the ovaries and you know the vaginal canal and the vulva and the labia and the clitoris and all you know all these other parts. But cervix is in the middle, like direct center. And so when I say say yes to cervix, I'm also saying say yes to the entirety of your female pelvis. And then that meaning the entirety of your whole body. <laughs> so saying yes to cervix, saying yes to stepping onto a cervical healing journey within your life is you saying yes to being devoted to a deeper understanding of who you are in this body, in this life, and reclaiming who you actually are. And when I say who you actually, who you are, I tend to capitalize that, who you are. Because one thing that cervix guides us to on the cervical healing journey, when we say yes, is it guides us back to who we are. Who we are without pretending to be someone else for another people, dropping the chameleon act, dropping the masks, dropping the um, like the codependent behaviors, dropping the um, living a life to make other people happy, dropping the making decisions for other people. Again, like, you know, there obviously are always nuances to this, but cervix guides us back to who we are as a beautiful and unique individual that has been born onto this planet at this time and guides us to reclaim our expression, guides us to reclaim our inherent personality and behavior that isn't colored anymore by the weight of what our deep pelvis might be holding or by the weight of uh, being disconnected and fragmented from the wholeness of our inner world. That saying yes to cervix is this devotion to a deeper understanding of ourselves. And that is what the cervical healing journey is, in essence, is a deeper a journey of deeper understanding of ourselves. So 
you know, I have been a part of, I, I don't really consider myself a part of it anymore, but I was a part of like the, the spiritual scene for a good, like 11, 12 years where, you know, you go into ceremonies or use like oracular divination things or um, trying to you know, like heal ourselves, you know, the, the healing world. Well, quite frankly, I've dropped all of that. I've dropped most all like outer rituals. I've dropped all tools of discern, like trying to discern who I am outside of myself. Not because I'm not here to say you have to do that. But for me, I have dropped all of that because what I have realized is actually cervix is the most powerful oracle and spiritual guide of my life that no, nothing, zero, zilch outside of me could even like come close to what cervix does for me in my life in terms of of self-connection, of of the felt sense of interconnection to the world around me, to like personal belief, to also belief in like a higher power in God, to the, the recognition of my body as being a part of nature and like the the beautiful inherent natureness of me of being a human on this earth and seeing that reflected in the world around me i mean friends cervix has really taken the place of every every sp- spiritual thing i used to engage in it's so true and real and i've actually never spoken that out loud but that is what the cervical healing journey has done for me. It's a deeper understanding of myself and a deeper understanding of myself uh, in the place of the world. And that's what I have been reflected to time and time again, people who have worked with me for a long time or who have engaged with my work for a while, you know, several years is that this unfolding nature of the cervical healing journey brings us back into our wholeness. And that's it in essence. So there are some metaphors that I use to describe the cervical healing journey. And, um, you know, sometimes people pay me money just to like hear these metaphors. And I was like, you know what, like, it's time to just like put them out there. So all of you can hear them and use these imageries, this, this imagery and feel these metaphors in your own body as you, you know, traverse your cervical healing journey, no matter where you are. If you started one, if you are already on a journey, if you've already healed your cervix, if you don't even have anything wrong with your cervix and you're like, but I want to go on a cervical healing journey, like this is for you too. You don't have to have a diagnosis to do this. 
just going to, I have some tea here. I'm just going to take a sip. So um, I think metaphor and story is a very important and powerful way to speak about these concepts. Because, you know, we as humans are storytelling creatures and we understand, we're able to understand more readily what is being asked of us through story. You know, it's, it's like one thing just like, say like okay you got to make a change and do these things and connect to your cervix and listen <laughs> versus what I'm about to tell you so I'm going to tell you about three three metaphors or three stories <clears throat> and you know, as I speak to them, just notice how they feel in your body. Notice what comes up for you as I share with them. And yeah, just get curious about how these stories, metaphors, whatever you want to name it, how they um, relate to your life. So the first story... <laughs> I like the word story. I mean metaphor, but I like the word story. Um, so I'm just going to use the word story. The first story I'm going to tell you is about cervix itself. And some of you may have heard me speak about this before. You may have heard me say this exact thing in these exact words, perhaps many times, especially if you're in one of my programs. But... I love it, and I think it's very important for all of us to know. So cervix, my friends, if you don't know where cervix is, it is at the very end of the vaginal canal. It is also the tip of the uterus. So, you know, the uterus is shaped like an upside-down pear, and the cervix is like the the top pear part but just like you know upside down so cervix is called the neck of the uterus and the part of the cervix that i most focus on is called the face of the cervix and that is the part of the cervix that's exposed in the vaginal canal so anytime you have had anything penetrate you and you have it has, quote, hit the end. What it's actually coming up against is the face of the cervix. So, friends, cervix is the neck of the uterus, and it has a face. The face is exposed in the vaginal canal. Cervix also has a mouth, which is also called the cervical oz, or it's the opening of the cervical canal which is the pathway from the vaginal canal into inside of the uterine body. It is through the cervical canal and the cervical oz that, you know, menstrual blood flows out of, um, miscarriage blood, abortion blood. It's also through this mouth and canal that semen enter into through for connection, I mean, conception, 
to occur. And so this mouth of cervix is really this beautiful portal. It is a portal of life. It is a portal of death. And depending on where in the cycle you are at determines the quality of the portal that uh, it is. Meaning if you are in your ovulation time, then it is a portal of life. If you are in your menstruation time, then it is a portal of death. If you are pregnant, well, then that portal is all buttoned up because we're holding the baby in. And if you are going through a miscarriage or experiencing abortion, then that portal is open as a portal of death as well. But the story or the metaphor that I want to share with you is really the message of cervix. And if you have something, quote, wrong in cervix, whether that is a polyp or a cyst or uh, dysplasia or even cancer, then this is what I have known cervix to be calling us into. So remember, cervix has a face and cervix has a mouth. And generally, the quote, issues of cervix develop right around the outside of the mouth of cervix, particularly cervical dysplasia. That's what I'm speaking to here. So when, so the dysplasia or even like, you know, some of the cysts that I have seen in imagery, they happen right around the mouth of the cervix. And the way that my mind thinks about this is like, oh, cervix is speaking to us a message. There is a message coming out of the mouth of cervix. And more often than not, what this message is, is cervix is asking us to face ourselves because if cervix has a face and cervix has a mouth and it's the neck of the uterus, it's basically just another one of us just down below in our pelvis. And the way that we can get clear, aka clear abnormal pap smears, the way we get clear is we face ourselves. We face our reality. The mouth of cervix is speaking to us through these symptoms because it's the only way that our body knows how to communicate to us is to create symptoms. And cervix is saying, face me, face yourself to get clear about where in our life it's no longer working where something needs to change, where we need to make a change in some way, somehow, whether that is through the thoughts we think or the behaviors we enact or the actions we take or the lifestyle we are living or the ignorance of our past and just trying to stuff it down so we don't ever have to think about it again. Like something needs to change. And cervix is saying, face yourself, face your reality, face me now in this moment, here and now. Stop hiding. Stop rejecting the truth of the reality now. 
So the second metaphor that I like to use is about the pathway of the cervical healing journey and the reality being of we have to move through time as we make these changes and that nothing happens overnight. And so we can't expect our body to suddenly heal overnight, even though that happened, that has happened. Look up stories of radical remission. There are many, many documented stories, even in like hospitals and medical settings where people have healed overnight. But I'm speaking to, you know, the general population here. So this metaphor is about what the quality of progress on the cervical healing journey looks like and feels like. So I invite us to envision that our body is like a big ship going full speed ahead across an open ocean. Okay. And as of right now, our ship has been pointed in one direction and its coordinates, like the coordinates of where we're headed, have been going full speed momentum for as long as we have been alive (laughs) or up until this time, up until this moment. And this destination that we are headed to with these coordinates and the direction we're we're headed in, unfortunately, is actually taking us to a place where we don't desire, perhaps like high-grade cervical dysplasia, cervical cancer, hysterectomy, you know, other pelvic diseases, like that's where the direction is heading. And for many of us, we got like put on this trajectory from our family, from our mothers, from our, um, you know, culture, from our, mm, you know, socioeconomic situation. Like we just kind of got plopped as a ship, little baby ship onto the open ocean. And we got like faced in this one place and we just started, you know, going full speed ahead. All right. I'm headed here. Now. When we say yes to our cervix and we say yes to a cervical healing journey, it is very common for us to want to turn our ship on a dime and be like, oh my God, I just need to face a different direction and change everything. And oh my gosh, like there's like an urgency, you know, it's like, oh my God, like what have I been doing? I need to change everything and I'm freaking out and I'm so worried and scared and oh my God, I'm going to die. Okay. Oh. What I encourage all of us to do is just take a breath and to think about it this way. So we're on the, we're the ship full speed ahead, headed in this one direction and we get a diagnosis. Oh crap. Okay. My direction and the coordinates that I'm headed towards are not going in a place that I really want to head to. Okay. Well, you We Okay, think about like the biggest cruise ship you could ever think of. Like there's no way to just stop that ship immediately and turn it like in a a second. 
Like that is physically un- impossible. So what I encourage my clients to do and what I like to speak about, how I like to speak about the cervical healing journey is this, is that the actions of our cervical healing journey on a day-to-day basis slow down our ship. So where our ship is headed full speed ahead, our daily choices and actions with this new awareness and new connection to our deep pelvis slows down our ship. So we're not going full speed ahead anymore. We slow it down. And then we actually slowly begin to steer the ship in a new direction over time. Because it's impossible to turn a big ship on a dime. And we must slowly change course and reorient to the direction that you desire. And if you're listening to this, I bet you desire, you know, health, vitality, wellness, and, you know, uh, ease in your body, deep pelvis, cervix. So what comes up in our life as we turn our ship and consciously reorient our coordinates becomes the content of our cervical healing journey. Because as you slow that, you slow your roll, (laughs) you slow the, the full speed ahead trajectory and you start to change things, you start to reorient yourself, undoubtedly, things are going to come up in your life that you're going to have to face that you're going to have to get clear about you are going to have to process and listen and integrate to your body and what i want to say to you about this is just to keep going even when it gets hard, because friends, it's going to get hard. <laughs> I just I just need to be honest about that. Um, it takes great courage and perseverance to go through the process of slowing your ship down and reorienting its coordinates and then picking up momentum to then go full speed ahead facing this new direction. Woo! You might feel grief, you might feel anger, you might feel despair, you might lose relationships, you might find that your career isn't satisfying anymore, you might change friend groups, you might move to a new location, you might have really, really hard (laughs) conversations, you might Put yourself in circumstances that you've been terrified to do your whole life. But as the unfolding of your cervical healing journey occurs, you will know that those actions need to be taken and you will experience the emotions that come up and like release through your nervous system as you take those actions 
It's not easy. It's not simple. But it is so, so possible. I have seen it done time and time again. And I've had the honor and privilege of witnessing women go through the reorientation of their ship on the open water. And it is a sight to behold. So the third metaphor story that I want to share with you about the cervical healing journey is about the actions that we take on a day-to-day basis every day and how important the daily engagement with this process is. And when I say action, I don't necessarily mean something big, like a huge like cervical de-armoring experience or like, you know, I don't know, like having a difficult conversation or changing something drastic in your life like that, you know, that can happen. But what I am speaking to is like daily awareness and doing something on behalf of your cervix. So, you know, here's the next little metaphor. When you say yes to your cervical healing journey, a little flame is ignited within your body. It's like, oh, she said yes. Okay. Flame ignited. Yes. Okay. The flame is going. Now, this little flame must be tended to and fed because if you don't feed the flame it's going to die out and this is what happens to people who don't devote to the daily experience so that actions we take and changes we make along the way are fuel to our fire Now, here's the thing, though, is too much fuel and the flame is likely to burn too hot, too quickly and burn out, like too much, too fast. And this is what happens to the people who like try to do everything all at once. Okay, I'm going to do like five self-care practices a day. I'm going to like break up with my partner and I'm going to move across the country and I'm going to like change my diet and I'm going to like face my like deepest pelvic trauma (laughs) all within the span of like a month. (laughs) Too much, too much. We're in it for the long game, friends. This is a marathon, not a sprint. And if we put too much on the fire, it's going to burn too hot. We're going to burn ourselves out. But too little fuel, either by giving up or not dedicating enough time and energy to the journey, not setting aside 5, 10, 15 minutes a day to connect with cervix or to do a self-care practice or to do a journal prompt that I offer or do a meditation or learn about the body in a new way or, you know, whatever it may be, then the flame will go out. There isn't any fuel on it. 
So the tending to our yes, the that yes, that devotion to the deeper understanding of ourself, the tending to that yes flame is a sustainable and in an in a sustainable and integrative way is the process of the cervical healing journey. And I just realized in this moment now that like going back to the ship metaphor, it's like stoking the fires of the ship, you know, like the ships back in like Titanic days, <laughs> like they had fires that were the, like the, the engine room, right? Got to like tend the fires. Um, so in this moment, I'm actually combining these two metaphors. <laughs> we got to tend to the fire in the right way. And the actions that we take is the tending. It's the process of fueling the reorientation of our life to fit the needs of cervix. Oh, it's really powerful to speak all this at once. And I really hope that this is offering you some clarity around what I mean regarding the cervical healing journey and healing your cervix yourself and clearing abnormal pap smears and uh, cultivating pelvic well-being within your life. You know, there's so much more to this, obviously. I mean, I have a whole business and platform <laughs> around this nature called that I call cervical wellness, which cervical wellness, going back to these other metaphors, cervical wellness is a is the map that our ship can follow. Cervical wellness is the woodshed that holds the fuel to our fire. And cervical wellness is a guiding light as we enter into the unknown of our unique cervical healing journey. So I am not here to say that cervical wellness is the end-all be-all. I never, ever, ever want anyone to think that I am like the most knowledgeable and most knowing or like, like you know, a guru or whatever. <laughs> oh gosh, no, please. But what cervical wellness is, is a template, a blueprint, a map that we can follow as we step onto this journey that has never been supported by our culture or society that is never talked about until very recently, that isn't advocated by most of like our global culture. It is a way for us to reclaim ourselves, reclaim our bodies, to reclaim our personal sovereignty as a unique human, a once in a universe experience that is a part of an integrated whole, the greater web of life 
we can deepen our knowing about what we, who we are as a node in this web of interconnection and how we influence the, the web around us through our deeper understanding of who we are. Cervical wellness isn't just about health and wellness and like being in the health and wellness field industry. This is more, it's about reclamation so that we can be who we are on this planet and to own up to the reality that we live in and to feel strong or strength within ourselves to then make changes outside of ourselves that we all know we need to make. We all see it. And what cervical wellness and the cervical healing journey does is bolsters us in our ability to confront all the myriad of ways that are trying to keep us small and quiet and disempowered and, you know, all of those qualities. You all know what I'm saying. I really believe this work to be a key in the global change that we are all seeking. And I have a lot to say about that. I will probably have future podcast episodes about the what I foresee as the global impact of having a million women deeply connected to their deep pelvis and cervix. But I'll just end this first podcast with a prayer on behalf of all of us on our cervical healing journey. And may it be so that this prayer reverberates out to any and every woman and person and tree. I don't know. For some reason, I wanted to say tree (laughs) that needs to hear it. So I invite us to go ahead and just, if you can, if you're not driving, if you are driving or somewhere public, like you just close your, well, if you're driving, you can't close your eyes, but just like feel your whole body. But if you can just close your eyes and place one hand over your heart and one hand over your womb. If you feel comfortable too, you can even cup your vulva. Taking a deep breath here. This is a prayer for every cervix around the world. This is a prayer for every being who has been born through a cervix or who has rested upon a cervix, which is every single human. May it be so that with those of us who say yes to our cervical healing journey, that we step forward on it with courage and devotion, that we develop and bolster our self-efficacy, which is our personal belief in ourselves that we can do something. May it be so that the ripple of change and impact, positive impact 
as we step forward on our cervical healing journey, play a reflection to us that this work that we are doing is for the highest good for our lives, for our bodies, for the lives of our children, for the lives of our elders, for the lives of our future progeny and past ancestors. May it be so that we remember this flame within us, this deep connection to our body and to our soul through our body. And may cervix continue to guide us into deeper and deeper connection to this place within us where our body and soul connect. May it be so that every person who hears this podcast and prayer feels the reverberation of the ripple of every single woman who has come before her, who has stepped onto their cervical healing journey. And may she feel bolstered and supported as she says yes for herself. May it be so that the collective of every single woman who has said yes to their cervical healing journey supports the courage and the perseverance of every single woman who says yes to her cervix. May it be so that we heal the timelines of disconnection, the millennia of harm and pain that women have experienced at the hands of society and culture in all ways. May it be so that we feel the healing of our grandmothers within our body as we say yes to our cervix and may it so that our future daughters and our future ancestors feel and receive the benefits of us doing this work. May it be so that the earth and the land and the water and the trees and the animals and the insects and the fish and the whales and the dolphins and every single living being experiences the ripple of positive impact that comes from we as an individual deepening our relationship with our cervix and our deep pelvis. And may it be so that cervix continues to guide us in every single moment of every single day to reclaim our bodies and our lives, to step forward with courage, and honor of the life that we are living. We choose life. We are here for life. And may it be so that our cervixes heal, that our wombs heal, that our pelvises heal, that our breasts heal, that our thyroids heal, that our ovaries heal that our bodies heal and that the reorientation of our life to center our awareness within our cervix guides us to that outcome. Thank you. May it be so and so it is. Alrighty friends. I hope you have a beautiful day, wherever you are, and I will catch you next time. Thanks for being here. 
Thank you so much for joining us today, friends. If you want more cervical wellness information and content, check out my website, cervicalwellness.com, or give us a follow over on Instagram at cervicalwellness. Please share this episode if it felt right and true for you. And until next time, friends, remember, we've got this.